final half hour of the Friday night program. I'm Shane Foxman sitting in for Ben this week. Uh, thanks for spending part of your day with us. Earth Day, as a matter of fact. Uh, for the last uh, two and a half hours, we've been talking to different people, uh, different backgrounds, different industries, uh, just about uh, different ways people uh, and what they're doing to help the uh, help the planet. Uh, joining us on the line right now is uh, Jason Cardiff, Chief Executive, o- Chief Executive Officer of Clean O2, uh, the company responsible for the world's first carbon capture soap and other carbon capture devices, but carbon capture soap. Jason, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. Let, let me ask you something. First off, from what I gather, um, you were uh, a plumber and an HVAC mechanic. And, and walk us through, how, does, how do you go from that to carbon capture soap? Yeah, it's quite a, quite a bizarre uh, and rather unintended uh, uh, journey. The best uh, things are. The best things yeah, are exactly. unintended, exactly. Exactly. Garage, uh, garage basement and basements and uh, <laughs> unintended consequences, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I started, I've, I've been in the uh, plumbing and heating industry for over 20 years, and uh, I had just been hearing a lot of news back in 2005 regarding concerns over carbon emissions and I thought well that's you know it's really very interesting a lot of us use natural gas for uh for heating and um you know, sort of wondering what could be done to help reduce those emissions. So I looked at it originally from the perspective of just wanting to know, you know, where my career was going. And, you know, the further I went down the rabbit hole, the more I realized that there wasn't really any solutions out there, but it seemed like maybe there was an opportunity to explore one. So spent the better part of, you know, six to 10 years or so developing the technology and once we had it all dialed in, originally it was just meant to be a commodity play of chemicals where we plug in a cheap chemical into our system and it comes out as a higher value uh, commodity that we could sell through various industries. But we found that, uh, you know, nobody was buying the, the commodity. So that was, a, you know, obviously a, <laughs> that's how we make our money. That's, that's kind of a, it was kind of a problem. So um, we thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe we can look at some of the industries that we're playing into and, I thought, well, maybe we can turn it into soap because it is used in a personal care. So we made a few batches of soap, my wife and I, and uh, and it just took off. Uh, in fact, the early days, I I said, well, this is just a marketing tool. There's no way in hell we're going to be a uh, you know a uh, a soap company. This right. is just a just a tool to explain our story. And well, here we are, you know, 16 years later, and yeah, I guess we're a soap company. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jason Cardiff is our guest, uh, Chief uh, Executive Officer, Clean O2. So I, I find it funny that you go, okay, so we decided, you know what, we'll just make some soap. Like, how do you go from uh, collecting the carbon emissions to making soap? Like, where uh, you're collecting the emissions and what, turning it into what? Some sort sure, of... So we, yeah. yeah, we turn it into carbonate. So the way the process works is we... Uh, divert the flue gas from natural gas-fired heating appliances into our reaction chamber on our on our modular unit. It's called a carbonex unit. And we expose that flue gas to a chemical called potassium hydroxide. That potassium hydroxide then absorbs the CO2. And, and during that process, it converts from a hydroxide to a carbonate. So we end up, we end up with potassium carbonate as the, as the end result. But the interesting thing about it is that that reaction is exothermic, so it gets a little hot. Well, I'm in the heating industry, so I, I want heat. So I'm actually able to offset and reduce greenhouse gas emissions through two measures of direct capture 
and energy offsets because that waste heat that I've captured combined with the exothermic heat of the chemistry that we're using is then plugged back into the building to offset the energy demands for the building. So we, we actually reduce the amount of natural gas that that building needs to use uh, just by, by using that waste heat. So anyways, that, that spent chemical is then pulled out uh, as potassium carbonate, and then uh, here we we take it, we process it in house uh, to convert it into uh, soaps and, and detergents, and uh, uh, we're also looking at uh, producing fertilizers later this year. And the cool thing about this chemical also is that it's used in many different municipalities, so we can replicate the business model that we're doing here in Calgary in Vancouver, in Edmonton, in Toronto, even down into the States in Minneapolis. Uh, we're even over in Japan currently operating with our uh, natural gas utility partners at Tokyo Gas. Uh, so so we're, we're basically taking everything we're learning here in Alberta and duplicating it wherever we're opening up new operations. Uh, what was your background? I know you said you're you know, a plumber and an HVAC mechanic, but like, it seems you had more going on. Like, this doesn't sound like, oh, you know what, we, you have to have a, a working knowledge of a lot of these things, or have you taught yourself? I largely taught, self-taught, but uh, one thing that I do get to brag about on a regular basis is uh, a knack for finding quality people to help solve problems that I'm unable to. So I've, I've really spent the better part of 16 years surrounding myself with people that are far smarter than I am. <laughs> Good plan. That's always a good idea to have people that know uh, uh, know a lot. That it, it's remarkable when you, as you said, when you when you first started and, and you thought, okay, even when you got to the point, well, what are we going to be a soap company? Can you could you have envisioned of all the places you're in right now? Oh no, no, no. We had my uh, so the, my first uh, business partner was Kathy Fisher, our chief science officer, and we frequently kind of sit in the boardroom now and kind of look at each other like, can you believe this? It's, it's just crazy. It, uh, and it really, it all took off when we started making the soap. It, uh, it was really flat in terms of growth. And then we said we were going to make soap and it was like somebody turned on a switch. We went from, you know, 1800 square feet of manufacturing space to over 12,000 square feet in the matter of about two years, three years. Wow. It's amazing, and and again, it's always interesting, as you say. Sometimes you thought, well, we're not. We'll just make soap as a marketing thing. When uh, did you know that quickly that that was that was a hit? Like in the sense that you said, you went so fast to so much more feet too, square footage. Yeah, um, yeah. So we made the first batches we make were really basic, um, but I think it was people fell in love with the concept, this idea that we could repurpose this waste. Uh, this CO2, this carbon dioxide into this commodity and then turn it into a usable, tangible good. That's one of the things that I think is really compelling for our company is that um, when we talk about carbon capture, it's typically associated with not so tangible products, important products. Like there's, you know, aggregate concretes and there's, you know, biofuels and those are important things. But they're 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 really it's a it's a tough sell, right? Because unless you're in those industries, it's not really relatable. But soap, you know, everybody uses soap. So when you talk about carbon capture and can tie it to a tangible good, it it it, it connects with people and it lets people uh, express themselves in an ability to take part in 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 reducing emissions and reducing energy. So it's it's a tool as well as a, as a revenue uh, a source so that we can further our research and development efforts. 
it, it's remarkable. Uh, it's uh, Jason Cardiff's on the line with us, Chief Executive Officer of Clean O2. I, I, I just find it uh, fascinating. So the technology itself, they must be uh, people must be banging down your doors to see if they can do other things. Yeah, we've we've been asked a few times now. Uh, you know, our our current production, we can probably tap out around ten to. 15 uh, CarbonX units per month, and uh, some of our project partners, both in Canada and the U.S., have have opened up doors to large-scale contracts, and, you know, they've asked, are you ready? So, right. Of course, of course we say yes. Yeah, but, always. You know, there's that yeah. little voice that says, mm, I don't know, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's remarkable. I love the fact that, as you say, you and Kathy can sit around the boardroom and go, oh, my God, look what's happened. Yeah, because I would yeah, think that during that first six years, you don't even know if you're on the right track or if you're just, you know, is this a hobby? Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty tough slug during the early days. Uh, you know, sometimes you'd go a month or more without a paycheck. You know, I got a family. I'm married. I've got a mortgage. Uh, so, you know, carrying the weight of a startup was a, there were some pretty, pretty dark and challenging times. Luckily, I have a very, very patient wife and an understanding son and, <laughs> and, uh, and a good support group to, to just keep spurring me on to, uh, uh, to get me to commit to, to, to keep doing what we were doing. So, yeah, we're very fortunate to, to be where we are at today. What, what made you, uh, again, you had the support stuff, but what made you believe that, yeah, you know what, this is the right direction? Um, there, well, you know, uh, the, uh, the typical answer that, uh, that an entrepreneur will, will, will provide you is the, the notion that they, you know, they they'll never give up, you know, right. They'll, they'll, but the reality is that there were times when I, I wanted to quit, um, and I wanted to give up. But when you looked at what was needed in order to quit, it was more challenging than just carrying on and doing what you were doing. So uh, it was a case of, of where the path ahead was just easier than the path back so you just you just kept going and then you know and then you'd go through like a month of that and then you know then the light would get a little brighter and you'd be like okay well okay it's better now and we got a little bit of funding in and we got some a new sales order that came in or a new project opened up so you get a little bit more money in the door and and uh and it just gradually got better and and until like i said we um we really sort of struggled with that whole idea around um, what to do with this captured carbon that we had and the act of turning it into something as simple as soap was, it was really within the matter of a year, I would say, or less where, you know, suddenly we were getting, we went from, you know, a hundred to, to a thousand to 5,000. I remember uh, one of the local suppliers uh, that we were using uh, contract manufacturer for the soap goods, uh, said like I'm I'm only making your soap. I can't even make soap for my own customers anymore. So you know I have to cap how many how much soap I can provide you. I thought, oh well, that's not that's not going to work. So no. uh, yeah, so we we ended up finding uh, a local uh, soaper, a master soaper, Michelle Regal, who is a star. She's killer, uh, a killer star on on making soap. She's got uh, just a real eye for innovation and uh, you know the products that she is making with our our uh, captured carbon and all of the essential oils that she's using is, is quite still. I've turned into a bit of a soap snob, so <laughs> I, I, I owe that to, to Michelle and her uh, her craft. Well, just I'd never heard the term master soaper before. That's pretty good, too. Who knew, who knew that was something? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. yeah. So, so what about the, as you mentioned, the path forward? Where, where do you go from here? 
Well, uh, we expect to be at around, uh, currently we have about 20, I think 21 units out in the field. There's another 23 units that have been paid for, about 160 units in the sales queue. So we figure we'll probably be around 100 to 120 units out in the field by the end of this year. Uh, we've got a new model that's coming out that has a higher rate of recovery. Um, and, of course, all of the revenue that we generate comes back right into research and development so that we can move uh, move towards a, a complete uh, decarbonization of the, of the heating industry. About 20% of the emissions generated in this country come from, you know, staying warm and having hot showers and all of the things that we rely on from, from using natural gas. Um, so uh, we could see a very clear pathway to getting to that point and uh, um, having more units out in the field and doing our, you know, what we call urban mining is, uh, is allowing us to, to uh, achieve that, that goal. Uh, it, it's amazing. I, I love the story. And uh, Jason, thanks so much for spending time with us tonight. I think it's just fantastic. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much. I really, uh, really appreciate the time. Hey, let me ask you this. Where can I, where can I buy that soap? Sure. Uh, you can go on our website at cleano2.ca and to make sure if it's an O, not a, not a zero. Cleano2.ca. Okay. I, yes, you know, and I, I got I to gotta try it out too. I want to see what the master soaper is up to. Uh, You're going to love it. Jason, thanks so much for your time. You have a great night. Happy Earth Day. Thank you. Happy Earth Day to you and all your listeners. Thank